it, guys. It's Brad with College Sportscast. Touching base with y'all this week. Going to give you an update on um, the show and <clears throat> talk about all things college sports, of course. There has been a ton of happenings this weekend, uh, starting on Friday with basically the fall of the Pac-12. And I wanted to kind of get on here and do a little bit of talk about that. I'll start the show out first, though, um, giving you kind of an update on our technical issues for the show. So I was able to order a, uh, a piece where I could directly wire, um, and I believe that's going to help. I'm going to give it a try tomorrow night. I have rescheduled the Pac-12 season preview and prediction show for 2023 for tomorrow night, Monday, August the 7th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I hope you guys will join in for that and catch our preview and prediction show. I have everything um up and ready to go for that show so we are prepared for it i am prepared for it hopefully i'll get some of the guys on with me to do the show um i'm working on that kind of rescheduled this at the last minute got something in late yesterday um and tried it out i think i'll be able to uh run a whole lot better show so that's our plan um i've got it all set up i wanted to make sure that i get that done and uh get this pac-12 preview show in while i have everything set up so again it is rescheduled for august the 7th tomorrow night at 8 p.m central standard time you can catch it here but the 8 p.m. will be um, live, live streaming. Catch it on our YouTube channel, College Sportscast, or you can catch it on our Facebook Live. Or if you have BoxCast app, you can actually catch us on Roku TV, Apple TV, or Fire TV through the BoxCast app. Just look up World Sports Broadcasting Network. Once you find that, we are on channel 30. But you have to download the BoxCast app first to be able to find this. But we are on Roku, Apple TV, and Fire TV. And you can find us on World Sports Broadcasting Network. So that's where I'll start. And that's where you'll see us live streaming tomorrow night for our Pac-12. And then the very next night, on August the 8th, and I've had this scheduled for a while, is the Big Ten preview, and we will do that on Tuesday, August the 8th at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. So hopefully you guys will join us, and we will go through each team quickly, talk about each team quickly, um, kind of give you an update on each team, analysis, and we will then go through the schedule, 
do a regular season um, pre prediction. And at the end of the show, we'll talk about the two teams we think that will be in the championship game and who will win and player of the year for the conference. So that's how these shows will go. And I appreciate you guys kind of being on with me today. Um, on Friday, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 or Big 12 kind of finished off the Pac-12. It seems like um, at least finished them off from what we've always known the Pac-12 to be. So um, the day before the Big Ten puts out word that uh, they don't want to be the ones to kill off the Pac-12 and that they're going to sit back and wait, and then they have meetings and and the very next morning are sending out offers to Oregon and Washington and basically finishing off the Pac-12 after Oregon and Washington decided to go to the Big Ten, then Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah have now left the Pac-12 to go to the Big 12, meaning the Big 12 has taken four teams and the Big Ten has taken four teams, counting USC and UCLA. Um, so there's only four teams left out of the 12 in the Pac-12. Um, that is Oregon State, Washington State, California, and Stanford. Um, I think it's a bad look for the Big Ten to put out such a statement like that. I mean, the SEC this entire time has stayed away from all of that mess, has <clears throat> publicly um, told everything about, you know, they're not interested, they're happy with the, you know, what they got with Texas and Oklahoma coming in, they're happy being a 16-team league. They were happy being a 14-team league and have said as much, but when two brands like Texas and Oklahoma come calling for you, they listened, and, you know, I mean, it worked out where it was good enough for them. They had no intentions of ruining and, and demolishing the Big 12, and I just think it's a very bad look. The Big 12 had already added four teams that are set, that are in the league now. Um, with BYU, Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF. And they were already back to 12 teams. Colorado, I don't really, you know, I think Colorado was seeking to get out of the Pac-12. They have been horrendous since they left the Big 12. They have been horrendous in the Pac-12. Um, they won like 48 games out of like 200 or something. I mean, they really have been terrible in the Pac-12. They have not been the same team as they once were when they were in the Big 12. They are a founding member. I mean, they were in that conference from 1948 to 2010, either the Big 8 or the Big 12. So I really don't have an issue with Colorado at all. But, uh, you know, and I understand they would need one more team to join that so it would make it 14 instead of 13. 
Um, I just, I'm just not, you know, they, like I said, they, they had already replaced Texas and Oklahoma with four teams and was adding Colorado. So that's five. Um, I just don't see the need to uh, try to completely poach and, and destroy a power conference in the traditions and history of college football and that's where I'm at. The Big Ten even has a bigger scar on their face. I mean, they're the ones that took USC and UCLA, their two biggest brands, and then are stating we don't want to be the kill shot. We don't want to be the one that ends the Pac-12 and blah, blah, blah. And then the very next morning, are in meetings to discuss offers to have votes to get Oregon and Washington into the Big Ten. That's just a bad look. I mean, I, 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 I'm the type of person. First of all, I like traditions. Doesn't have to stay that way, but I do like them. I would prefer traditions. And the Big Ten and Pac-12 have had a hundred-year history with the Rose Bowl and as competitors and to go around and stay, say stuff like that, you got the traditions, but you also have morale. You have morals. I just don't agree with, um, saying stuff like that. And then, completely doing the opposite. I'm so thankful that the SEC and Greg Sankey have kept their word in all this the entire time. Yes, they did add two teams from the Big 12. It was their two biggest brands. Um, I do get that. But they did not go after every team in the Big 12 and they did not try to absolutely kill off the Big 12. They took their two teams. They've been they have been um, steady in that in their stance and said we are perfectly fine with what we are and who we are, and we are not going to be involved in all that. And they haven't been. And then you have the ACC. Florida State, could you please quit being crybabies? I mean, just six, eight, ten years ago when the ACC signed that deal, Florida State was the one team that was blowing up, talking about how great it was because it was the biggest deal signed ever. The Big 12's conference right now for 2024 is set to make $31.7 million in profit shares for their teams. The ACC is probably set to make around $42 million. 42 to 44 probably would be my guess. They are clearly the third best revenue share um, power conference in the land right now because the Pac-12 is basically done. They have four teams left, and that's now, you know, 
But I mean, they were done before that. They couldn't find a media deal. That's what all this was. It was basically open season. And you have predators out there, to be honest with you. So, but the ACC, Florida State, I mean, throwing a fit because Rutgers is going to make more money than them over the next 10 years. I, I mean, has it really made that big of a difference? Is Rutgers some kind of a powerhouse? Has it made that big of a difference? that Florida State is scared they're going to get taken over or what? By Rutgers? I mean, I just don't get it. Um, and then you have Clemson, who is kind of on their, you know, in the shadows, fussing about the ACC. They have a grant of rights deal that's through 30-34, I think. 10 more years, a 30-35, it's $500 million to break the grant of rights. Um, I've heard it talk down to 300 to try to get out. I mean, that's $300 million. $30 million per year for 10 years. And, and Florida State is somehow thinking that's going to work out and be some kind of a deal. So let's just say that Florida State was able to get out. Oregon and Washington just joined the Big Ten on a discount, okay? They're going to be making somewhere between 35 and 40 million, which is less than what Florida State is going to make with the ACC. So you're fussing to get out of a conference that is already going to be making more at a discounted rate. Who's going to offer you a full rate? They can't turn around and offer Florida State a full rate after just discounting Oregon and Washington. I mean, Florida State is, I mean, it's just dumb. I, I don't get it at all. Do the math. So you're making, you know, even if they didn't give you the discounted rate and you were making 65 or 70 and paying 65 and paying the 30, you're down to 35 million. And you can make 44, 45 in the ACC. You're costing yourself money, and they're saying, well, we can't sit back and let Rutgers make more money than us. Hello? If Rutgers is getting the full deal at $70 million, $65 million, and you're at $35, I'm pretty sure that's still $30 million difference. And that's... Not with a discounted rate. If you get a discounted rate, a discounted profit share, like Oregon and Washington just did, um, I'm pretty sure you're going to be making about 15 or 20 million in a profit share after you pay 30. 
I mean, do some math, Florida State. Um, in other news, Kentucky got a huge quarterback, uh, four-star kid, Stone Saunders, and he is, uh, his dad is a Baltimore Ravens as, uh, assistant, works for them, and been in the NFL a long time. Four-star quarterback, he picked a Kentucky over the likes of Georgia. This is a quarterback now, Georgia, Michigan, um, <clears throat> some big-name schools. <clears throat> he had an offer from Alabama. <clears throat> so some very big-name schools. I just want to say this. Liam Cohen is the man. I mean, so in 2021, he comes in, and within a couple of months, he signs Will Levis. Then he was rehired again um, in Kentucky in, I think, the first of February, maybe mid-February. It was after the NFL season. So, all right. And since then, he has brought in Devin Leary from NC State. Sign is is a, got a commitment from Cutter Bowley, the top a top five or six quarterback in the 2024 class, and now got Stone Saunders, a four-star kid in the 2025 class that the likes of Georgia and Michigan are going after, and he's done this in months. Um, talent is flocking to Liam Cohen, and now Saunders is after he's got a teammate that is signed or that is committed to to Alabama. Rico Scott is his name. He's a wide receiver, and now he is trying to flip him to Kentucky from Alabama. He's a wide receiver, top 200 kid um, that committed in April to Alabama but he's a teammate, high school teammate of Stone Saunders. And maybe, just maybe, that's the kind of kids that can change programs, cultures. Um, you know, if you can get two or three kids to come with you, big-time kids like that to come with you, then uh, you can change cultures pretty quick. So, I, I just kind of wanted to jump on here and uh, talk to you guys for a little bit. You can catch us again tomorrow night on our show. I will post it here to Podbean after the fact. So you will be able to hear it. You can catch us at College Sportscast here on um, Apple and Spotify and, and all that as an audio as well. But if you want to catch us live streaming, you can catch us tomorrow night, 8 p.m. and Tuesday night, 8 p.m. We're going to be doing back-to-back Pac-12 season previews and Big Ten season previews. So y'all have a good night, and thanks for listening.